Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Here's your host, Suzanne Desotel. Well, during the holiday season, we have a lot of uh, entertainment going around. There's a lot of music in the churches and, and concerts and holiday uh, singing going around. Well, at the EMSB, they are well known for the EMSB Chorale. Patricia Abbott is the executive and artistic director as well as the conductor of the chorale. Also joining us are a couple of the students that are in the chorale, Amalia Taylor, who is in Sec 4, and Patrick Knowlton, who is in Sec 5. So welcome to all of you. Glad to see you. Thank you. Happy holidays to everyone. Uh, Patricia, let's start with you. Let's get a little bit of history because it is the 40th anniversary of the chorale. Yes, it's our 40th anniversary season. Uh, We started back in 1980, of course, under the auspices of the former uh, PSBGM. And uh, we haven't let up since. So, How long uh, have you been director? I've been, this is my 30th season. I'm sorry, you're what? 30th, yes, (laughs) 3-0, that's right. I joined the choir in 1990. Okay, now there's my question that I wanted to ask you. What is the difference between a chorale and a choir? Oh, they're, they're just uh, synonyms. Uh, ensemble vocal, vocal ensemble, choir, uh, chorale. Uh, those are just synonyms for a, a, a group of people singing together. Okay, and how many people are in the EMSB chorale? How many uh, students? Currently, we have 35 senior choristers, which are the who are the high school students, and we have 72 junior choristers uh, from grades four to six. And how does one get involved in the chorale? How does that work for these students? Well, uh, basically they have to show some interest in, and audition. We hold auditions uh, in the spring. I hold a first uh, session in, in May, usually, and uh, then throughout the month of September. Uh, so students who are interested in singing and developing their musical skills, uh, their voice, um, are invited to audition. It's not a very difficult audition. Basically what I want to hear, um, does a, the student have an ear for music? Can they reproduce pitches fairly easily? Uh, And are they motivated enough to come to the rehearsals? Because that's where the real work happens. So they have to be motivated enough to come on Saturday mornings uh, for the junior choristers and for the senior choristers, Saturday mornings and Tuesday evenings. It's a big commitment. It's a huge commitment, especially for high school students Mm -hmm. and even for the younger ones, to be in voice, Mm -hmm. to be awake at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and ready to go. But I have to admit, listening to your warm-up, I mean, the students are obviously quite ready to go. So bravo. That's a big one. Um, So let's talk to the students. Amalia, when did you first feel that music was of an interest to you? Oh, well, um, my dad's a musician, so I've always been exposed to music. I started piano when I was four and then violin in grade three, Um, and I joined this choir in grade four. Grade four. Now, the younger people have really good, high, beautiful voices, and as a female, your voice is going to mature, but in a very different way than, say, Patrick's voice, who (laughs) starts off. Now, when did you join the the chorale? 
I joined, that was grade five, so 2014, mm-hmm. 20, 2013, 20, yeah, 2013, I think September 2013 mm-hmm. it was. So your voice would have gone through changes. Yes, it is definitely, it has gotten a bit, see, it's, it's, it's funny, I don't want to go too into detail about it, but at first it was definitely easier to sing it because I was younger, I had a higher voice, and then of course, you know, puberty hit, as one does, and it got a little harder, but then this year, starting back up, it got easier to sing the high notes again. I think it was just the practice and practice and practice, and it just, it came to me again. So Patricia, so as, as these, uh, you know, they start off with you so young sometimes, how do you transition them? I mean, obviously you have to guide them on how then to work uh, the diaphragm, open up the back of the throat, sing up into the forehead, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how do you transition them? Because I mean, it's a very individual road for each one of these students. Well, well, it is, it is. Uh, but in, in a choir setting, there's certain basics of vocal technique, good posture, breathing. Uh, we do a lot of vocal exercises in our warm-ups. And as we're also learning the repertoire, you know, we'll stop and say, well, you know, this is how your mouth should be, or this is how you should be feeling, or how you should be positioning yourself to do this. So um, we kind of do that all the time, and that's that's but through the repertoire and through and through the warm-up exercises as well. Also, so now at this time of year, I mean, you're focused on holiday music. Um, but throughout the year, what else goes on with the EMSB Chorale? Oh yes, we rehearse from September to, to May. Uh, certainly throughout the fall, we're, we focus on the repertoire for the holiday concerts, but we also have other invitations. Um, already six weeks into our season, we always do a first mini concert so the parents can hear the progress. Uh, in the case of the Senior Chorale, we sang last week in a concert, a memorial concert for Patrick Wedd, a very famous Montreal conductor who passed away uh, last spring. We had worked with him uh, in the last few seasons, and so uh, the choir that he had founded, Musica Orbium, invited us to be part of that memorial concert. So that was all, that was different repertoire from what we're doing for our holiday concerts. Um, and then in the spring, we're going to have uh, other repertoire. We're going to be uh, working towards a spring concert, obviously a 40th anniversary uh, concert. Uh, but we And also, what kind of music then do you uh, focus we on? Do, we do a, a, a variety of music, I would say mostly classically based, but we also do uh, folk music from around the world, uh, contemporary music. We do a lot of Canadian works. Uh, we've had the pleasure and privilege of premiering works by Canadian composers in mm. the last few years. Interesting. Uh, last year we uh, premiered a work by Rémi Saint-Jacques, who's an upcoming Quebec composer. Uh, we've uh, premiered works by Donald Patrick and by Marc Sorette. Uh, these are people whose music is sung all over the world. Um, so it's very exciting. Yeah, so Amalia, how does something like that, I mean, that's very, very, now you said your dad is a musician. Yeah. And what kind of musician? He plays piano and organ. Okay. So is this his his livelihood? Um, well, or is it just what he loves? It, it, no, he he's a musician. That's how a he professional makes his musician. Money, yeah. Okay. So so this whole varied uh, type of music. How does that? How do you feel about that? I think it's fun. I mean, I get exposed to different kinds of music. I wouldn't say there's really one type of music that I prefer than the other. 
Um, it's a lot of fun to sing the folk music, but it's also very nice to be able to sing like three-part more classical music. It's interesting because like you talk about the folk music, does that kind of also teach you a little bit about where we're from and uh, the kind of people that uh, make up our country? Do you get any of that, Patrick, from this music? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've done, for example, a few pieces by La Bolduc, um, who is a very, very famous uh, Quebecois singer back in the 40s. And this, just the sound of her songs and, and how she sings, it's different, but it makes you kind of feel and understand um, the, the people of Quebec and... The history. Yeah, the history. Yeah, that's quite fascinating. Now, you're in Sec 5. Now, is music going to continue for you once you graduate? I would like to say so. I'm definitely planning on finding another choir I can join once I am graduated from this one. And yeah, I'd like to see where it goes from there. So you are going to continue to sing? Definitely. And you, Amalia? Yes, yeah. I'd like to No find question there, that. right? <laughs> I'd like to find another choir too. I mean, I don't want to pursue music professionally, but definitely have it part of my life. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. So what's the, what's the big 40th anniversary concert going to be about? Uh, well, we're going to have uh, some new music. We've uh, commissioned a work by um, a Canadian composer named Sarah Cortell. Uh, we also are going to do greatest hits from our past. We always, at, big, at our big anniversaries, every five years, we also invite alumni to come and sing with us. So if there are uh, EMSB, uh, PSBGM, Corral alumni out there who are listening to, to this uh, podcast, uh, please get in touch with us. Uh, <laughs> and we would love to have you come and sing with us on a few numbers at our closing concert. We do our spring concert at the Oscar Peterson Concert Hall. Nice. Uh, another exciting um thing for us is that we uh, applied, we uh, auditioned to uh, uh, participate in an international choral festival in British Columbia and just found out last week we were accepted, so we're very Bravo. excited about that. Um, so we're going to have a bit of traveling at the end of the year. But the chorale has also performed internationally, am I oh, yes, correct yeah, on that? We've, we've uh, traveled uh, pretty much across Canada over our history. We've done been in big international festivals in Vancouver and St. John's, Newfoundland. I see Belgium uh, and... We've, uh, in the past, We've gone to Belgium, England, uh, Holland, uh, uh, a big festival in, in Denver, in Des Moines, Iowa. These are big festivals that involve choirs from all around. I usually Do take, the little guys get to go I or usually, is it a smaller group? Well, I usually take a smaller group and usually I say they have to be at least 11 to travel because it's hard It's hard work being on tour and being in a, uh, in a festival. It's a all-day-long festival. You don't get, you know, rehearsals, concerts. Um, you don't get a chance to rest very much you have to know the repertoire really well um, but it's there are extraordinary opportunities to meet choirs and conductors from around the world is parent involvement 
with it's the students. Essential, <laughs> essential. I'm, I'm going to speak as the conductor. I could not do what I'm doing without the fabulous support of our parents committee and all the parent volunteers who, who chaperone, who uh, make sure the kids have their concert outfits. Mm. Um, if you can imagine outfitting 108 um, students uh, for the concerts. Um, uh, when we, we have uh, fall camps and winter camps, we go away for the weekend to do intensive rehearsals. Uh, the parents come, they chaperone, they cook, they clean, they do the dishes so that we can sing our 12 hours of rehearsal. Yeah. Um, so I certainly could not. We fundraise, we do all of that because we have to uh, uh, kind of be self-sufficient. So uh, there's a lot of parental involvement and uh, I'm ever so grateful for all the wonderful parents who work with us. Yeah. They're so important. Let me ask you, Amalia, now you're getting ready to go on stage. You've got a performance tonight. tonight You've got another yeah. one next week. And two next week. <laughs> two next week. So it's a very, very busy time. As you get ready, now I heard your warm-up, so I know your voices are ready. What's happening? Do you get, do you get the butterflies before performing? Um, well, I when I first started on the choir, I used to get quite nervous before performances. Now I would say it's usually a, like a little bit of more, it's more kind of excitement, but it's not like real nervousness. Um, I think it's more just, I hope that it's gonna go well, that we're gonna be as good as what we've been in rehearsal. And Patrick, how about you? I'm not usually very nervous. I have a bit of a performing history, but I find that usually in concerts I get a bit of a stomach ache. I don't know if that's just the act of being stood up, uh, standing on the stage looking out for so I don't know what it is, but I sing with confidence and yeah, not so much. I don't have that stage fright. It's more kind of just a little ache that happens. Which is actually very important before you're performing. It's important to have that, that adrenaline coming mm -hmm. because I'm noticing Absolutely. during the rehearsal, just as you're warming up, Patricia, that um, you would look like you have to have that smile. You have to not just have the smile, they have to hear the smile. That first note has to just like come at you so strong. Mm -hmm. And that's that's very important. That's a, that's, that's a huge... Uh, endeavor, if you want, especially at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> so, you know. They're very valiant. These choristers are, are fantastic. I know when I tell other people, oh, I have, you know, 35 teenagers in front of me at my, nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, the look I usually get is one of disbelief. <laughs> but, uh, but they're very committed and, uh, and they're, you know, yeah, they're building on their experience mm -hmm. and uh, I think they really realize the opportunities. Um, and um, and the joy. Yes, it's hard. It's, it's just the joy. It's I think for sure harder work than staying at home and you know doing your crossword puzzle, but which is fine too. But um, but the rewards we get mm. are absolutely uh, in line with the effort that we put in. Patricia, to find out the uh, chorale's uh, schedule for any concert throughout mm -hmm. the year, we go to the EMSB website and we can discover yes, it there? Yes, yeah. Um, the communications department does a wonderful job they about uh, advertising our concerts and uh, we're, we also send news to the uh, the Focus, Fielding Focus, uh, uh, the Express and all the other uh, platforms that the EMSB has and oh. they're all very good about uh, letting people know about our concerts. Okay, so if anyone is interested, if you've got young people that are interested in singing, they can go to the website as well and find out when the audition's happening. You mentioned in May, and uh, they're not overwhelming. You're not auditioning for, you know, a pilot on television or whatever. No, you don't have, you don't <laughs> don't have worry. to uh, even have experience. You have to have a lot of motivation, I would say. Um, and, you know, a fairly good ear for music and want to be able to develop that. But that can be developed as well with your absolutely, help. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So you don't have to be a perfect 
perfect musician no, no, the first no, time no, out. No, 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 no. You have to, I, I would say 90% of it is the hard work and the motivation. Perfect. Well, I want to wish you all a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, and uh, continued success. I want to thank you, Amalia Taylor. Patrick Knowlton, and of course, Patricia Abbott, who is the executive and artistic director of the EMSB Chorale. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you. Thank you.